is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 16th of February. Justin Boy, the ACCC has delivered some good news on airfare prices. It found that the average revenue per passenger for airlines was 13% lower in December 2023 compared to December 2022. like that. And this metric is a key indicator for ticket prices. I like it. Which is before you start feeling hunky-dory, old Jazzy Boy, about 35% of flights were delayed in December, which is above the long-term average of 90%. Now, another Friday, another week of Quick Sticks, our in-app weekly quiz. Mm-hmm. And B-Man, the FluxFam member who's the first to answer all three questions correctly with 50 buckaroonies. Nice. It is actually that simple. Kick off your weekend on a high. You need to be in it to win it. So download the Flux app and have your notifications turned on. Three revolutionary stories today, Jazzy Boy. Let's do it. For our first. Temple and Webster has smashed market expectations after announcing a 23% rise in sales Ooh. for the past six months. Them coffee tables and so for selling like hotcakes, mm. I think. So tell me more. Temple and Webster is an online furniture retailer mm. that listed on the ASX back in 2015. Think couch dupes, wall art, rugs. Yep, and Jazzy Boy, its first three years were pretty uneventful, just chugging along. <laughs> but with a change in strategy and a new CEO, Temple and Webster started to turn the ship around. And then COVID hit. Yep. And it's fair to say that Temple and Webster was absolutely off to the races <laughs> at this point. In fact, from 2017 to 2021, Temple and Webster's revenue 6 x to over 363 million bucks. But Temple and Webster can't stop. In fact, it won't stop, <laughs> despite the economy suggesting that maybe it should. They hit 1 million active customers and sales were up 23% for the half. And the main reason you ask? Mm-hmm. Well, they reckon they found their sweet spot with penetrating the market for millennials. Those same pesky millennials <laughs> looking for entry-level furniture to uh-huh. furnish their new places. Yep, so what's the key learning here? When the market is big enough, it's better to dive deep than to dive wide. In Temple and Webster's case, they've focused on penetrating a market for millennials. And B-Man, it's fair to say there are enough millennials in Australia to build a whole business around. We're talking 5.4 million millennials at last count in 2021 census. Yep, they're targeting these millennials who are going through major life transitions like buying a house, starting a family, going slightly more upmarket than Kmart. <laughs> so over the last few years, Temple and Webster has turned the art of wooing millennials into a science. And Jazzy Boy, they know what makes these millennials tick. It's a little hint. It's deals, it's deals, and it's probably more deals. And penetrating a specific market is common for businesses, Mm -hmm. especially when the size of that market is large. For our second story, Breville, the home appliances giant, has seen its sales take a big hit after it stopped discounting its products. Really starting to see a pattern over the last couple of days, B-Man. Yes. Retailers with high profit and low sales, or low sales and high profit. So tell me more. Nice insights, Jazzy Mm -hmm. Boy. Now, believe it or not, Breville is an Australian company that actually launched 92-odd years ago. Peak Great Depression vibes I'm getting. <laughs> exactly. It produces a range of kitchen products mm-hmm. like toasters, kettles, and of course, coffee machines. Now, B-Man, like many of its peers, Breville's been going through a big discounting cycle over the last two years, and it meant that sales boomed. But, Jazzy Boy, over the past six months, it shifted its strategy to less discounting. And surprise, surprise, its sales figures have jittered more than me after a triple shot latte. <laughs> it's true. Now, sales for the last six months lifted by just 2%, mm-hmm. which was well below their investors' expectations. And well below their guidance too. But the worst part for old Breville, you asked Jazzy Boy, yep. well, 
their big competitor, DeLonghi, they saw their revenue and profit continue to increase. That really hurts. So mm-hmm. what is the key learning here? Your earnings are only as good as your next best competitor and guidance, especially if you are publicly listed. As we saw yesterday with JB Hi-Fi Man, sales declined, but it was still better than market expectations. Next minute, share price goes up. But for old Breville, it shared a profit that was 2% lower than the expectations. Next minute, share price gets whacked harder than a boiling hot tea on that <laughs> tongue. But to make matters worse for Breville, they're often compared against their arch rivals, DeLonghi. Yep, the brand that uses Brad Pitt as its brand <laughs> ambassador. And DeLonghi has seen an impressive profit growth and a major share price jump. So Breville will need to prove that its new non-discounting strategy is actually the right move for the next half. Or otherwise, investors might move away from the company faster than some people run to the toilet after caffeine. (laughs) For our third and final story, BYD, the Chinese electric car maker, expects to almost double sales in Australia this year and also wants to bring an electric ute to the market. (laughs) Chargeable utes for all? I like it. Tell me more. Well, BYD, which stands for Build Your Mm. Dreams, Jazzy Boy, was founded 21 years ago in China. And over the years, it sold electric batteries of all kinds until it finally settled on focusing on electric vehicles. Since then, it has won financial backing from none other than Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. And it's received a total of $2.6 billion in funding from the Chinese government as well. Get this fun stat, Jazzy Boy. In the December quarter last year, BYD outsold Tesla globally. And in Australia, BYD also beat Tesla for sales. That has really got a hoit old musky. But BYD ain't done yet in Australia. Now they want to boost Australian sales from, you know, where they're at, 12,000 in 2023 Mm -hmm. to more than 20,000 this year. And this growth will largely be supported by, wait for it, none other than the Australian government. Whoa, Jazzy Boy. So what is the key learning here? Government support can lead to industry tailwinds and specifically, it can help offshore companies thrive. Last week, the Albanese government announced plans to require car makers to reduce emissions across new vehicles by more than 60%. Wow. And that's got to be done by 2030. And not only are these changes intended to be carbon positive, mm-hmm. but they will also boost sales for more fuel-efficient and electric cars. And B-Man, given the rise in demand for electric cars, full battery electric cars made up over 7% of new cars sold in Australia in 2023. That was 2023, Jazzy Boy. Mm-hmm. But in 2022, that number was just 3.1%. Wow. So I'm talking big growth. And for BYD, it knows it has a strong tailwind, especially now supported by this push from the Australian government. So now it's all about fighting it out with Tesla and raising brand awareness. Fluxam, if you are listening to the pod, you're going to get a little heads up, a little benefit ahead of anybody else for Quick Sticks today. We're going to release Quick Sticks between 3pm and 4pm. So if you want to win 50 bucks, make sure you've got those notifications turned on in the app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.